Greetings, Apostle Lewis here with you. We've got a lot of great things going on. I'm uh, starting to rebrand a lot of the things we are doing and our podcasts and our weekly YouTube um, um, theme videos are going to be uh, called uh, Weekly Kingdom Outlooks. So uh, we're going to get some more graphics done on that as we go forward. So look for that. You'll see some name changes and you'll see some updated graphics with that and uh, but still the same kind of content. Uh, I was looking for something that was not um, just focused on the prophetic or focused on healing, but dealt with the kingdom. It's such a vast subject. And my last podcast I did, I did on the topic of hunger. And I want to I want to talk to you again about hunger, why it is so necessary, why it is so important for us to develop spiritual hunger and how we do that. Um, we are in another 28-day period at the Gate Church, taking the month of February to pursue the Lord, and our focus theme this month is going to be on hunger. And hunger is extremely important. Um, hunger, um, hunger is important because it it creates or um, it causes me to continuously to be dependent upon the Lord, uh, on the Lord in relationship, on the Lord in provision, on the Lord in spiritual blessing. And when I come to a place of being satisfied, then I actually come to a place where I'm going to actually uh, come, come go, go the wrong direction, let's say. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that we're going to look at and that deals with hunger. And understanding that God, um, God does this, and we are to learn to always have an appetite for the more of God, for the presence of God, for for prayer, for um, fellowship with the Lord. And, and sometimes what happens, and I'll tell you, this happens to a lot of people, and especially why I was very concerned with the COVID and people still haven't fully come back to the church. And why? I can just, I'm okay. I, I, I'm okay. They don't realize that they actually have a lack of hunger. And I've had people actually, uh, even when I was ushering 25, 30 years ago and and serving as an usher, and I had people come up to me, well, I'm not being fed anymore. And really, to truth, truth be, and I'd be in the same meeting going, man, I'm getting bukus of stuff, you know. I'm getting blessed. And what was the difference? The difference was they were satisfied. You know, you don't eat when you're when you are um, uh, when you're not hungry. And so nothing, you know, like there's times where you know when it comes to natural food. Um, um, my my wife will go, "What do you want to eat?" And I'm like, "I really don't care." I really, I really don't care um, um, what I'm going to eat. Like, I, I just really, nothing is um, um, drawing out in me. Nothing is sitting there saying to me, I got to have this or that. And there's times where you know exactly what you want. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes we eat just out of habit, which is not necessarily bad. Uh, you should eat scripturally. You should... Um, you should eat um, the Word of God um, uh, uh, in a manner of just being persistent, not, not knowing this, 
that if you pull away from that, if you back off from um, from hunger, um, what the, what's going to happen is you're actually going to be unhealthy. Let's talk about this, okay? Let's just give some scripture and we'll go into this. Psalm um, 27, or Proverbs 27, 7 says this. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. You know, honeycomb is uh, one of the metaphors in Scripture, allegories in Scripture that's talking about the Word of God. It's sweet like uh, the honeycomb. And when someone is satisfied, in other words, there's no more hunger, no more desire in there, no more passion for it. The Bible becomes something they walk away from. It becomes something that they're not really going after. And hunger is something that we are to constantly develop in our lives. And what happens to people is... For some reason, they just back their foot off the gas, so to speak. They think that it's not important. Those daily disciplines disappear of reading the word and prayer, and they haven't. That's maturity. And I love what Bill Johnson says. You know, hunger is a sign of spiritual health, because you know the worst thing that one of the things that you know something is wrong with with someone is when they don't have an appetite. When you're a kid or elderly sits there and says, you know, my, my parent, my father isn't eating anymore. My son, he's got a fever and he's not eating. And the lack of an appetite uh, lets us know that there's actually something going on physically with us that is wrong. Well, when there's when there's not a spiritual hunger, it it's 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 also a sign that something is wrong. And one of the greatest challenges of the Christian faith is how I'm supposed to be full and still be hungry. And I talked about this at church a couple weeks ago. It's not that I'm ever not supposed to be full. It's it's like a water balloon. It's like taking a balloon under the spigot and it's this little balloon. And then you start putting water in it. It starts expanding and it starts expanding. The more you push in, you find the more capacity for God's presence you have that you it's not that it's not that it, you didn't have that capacity you just had the revelation of that capacity same with a wineskin a wineskin is made to stretch it's made to expand and if you if you and if it doesn't have the oil if it isn't maintained if it hasn't been filled if it's dried out it'll burst so God wants to preserve both the wine and the wineskin in other words he doesn't want to lose you or the wine he wants to wants to fill you up and what happens to a lot of people is they don't maintain that hunger they don't they uh you know they don't go back for more they uh, last night was good enough last night was so wonderful i'm full for a month and that's the wrong wrong attitude they don't keep in the testimonies they don't keep reading the word of god they don't keep themselves focused on, on, on what god is doing in the earth and the goodness of god they don't meditate on these things and they're not keeping them in that keeping themselves in that place of hunger and that's really vital for us deuteronomy 8 verse 3 says this Moses speaking to the people, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, 
that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. What's funny is the word manna literally means, what is it? They looked at it and they went, manna, what is it? And that was what manna was. It was the bread from heaven. It was it was uh, what God's provision for them. And he allowed them to get to hunger so they could see something. They didn't have a clue what it was. And, and again, one of the things that God does what we have to learn in hunger is that hunger drives us to a place where we get revelation, even though we don't get the answer we wanted. Let me explain that. Um, we have to trust the Lord in mystery. I don't know what it is. You'll remember one of Israel's sins was uh, instead of trusting the Lord with the manna, they cried out for what they were familiar with. They wanted quail. They wanted what they were familiar with. And when they got it, God gave it to them in such excess they got sick on it. See, sometimes we want what we're familiar with. And hunger takes us across that boundary where God can open up revelation that we weren't even, you know, if you knew what you needed, this was right, if you knew what you needed, you would get what you needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's like when, you, you know, it, it's like, I can't find my wallet. Well, where did you leave it? Well, if I knew that, I would have my wallet. If I knew what I needed, then I wouldn't be asking God necessarily for an answer. If I knew the answer, then I wouldn't need God. But I don't have the answer. I don't have the spe specifics of what I need for my breakthrough, what I need. So I'm praying for a breakthrough without really knowing um, necessarily what that breakthrough is going to look like, what that what that's going to necessarily look like for me. I don't know what that's going to be. And so what happens to people is they, 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 they don't understand how to stay full. I'm full from meeting you. I'm, I'm feeling blessed by you, but I'm still hungry for more. I'm still hungry for more. And it's the more that I haven't experienced or the more that I have experienced, I want more of, I, 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 you know, I don't know what it is. I just know I've got to have more of you. And it's really important that we stay in that place of hunger. And that's why I read a lot of books. I, and, I, and I got up this morning and just told, I got up and started reading on my iPhone some things. And I told Kathy this morning, I said, I, I just told myself, it's time to start getting into that reading mode again. Because I get in these reading modes where I can wipe out books and, you know, a couple books a week. I'll just start reading, 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 reading. And I feel that's coming on. Um, and so we see that, and I want to, I want to read you a scripture in first Samuel, um, chapter two. <clears throat> and it says this, it's such a, such an amazing, it's Hannah's prayer after she brings, um, uh, her Samuel to the Lord and her prayer has been answered. And now she's actually going to lend Samuel to the Lord all the days of his life. Now God gives her other children um, and, and, and blesses her. Okay. But this is what she, what she says. Okay. It says this. Verse five, first Samuel chapter two, those who were full 
have hired themselves out for bread and the hungry have ceased to hunger. That's the kingdom. That's to see those who are not hungry, those who go, I'm full, end up having to hire themselves out for bread. But those who are hungry, they will cease to hunger. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. It says that if you eat of me and drink of me, you'll hunger and thirst no more. It doesn't mean that you're going to eat once and never hunger. It means that once you know that you can come to this table, don't stop coming. There will always be a meal at the table for you. There will always be new wine. There will always be the oil of anointing. There will always be the bread of life. It will always be at the table in communion with you. Don't stop coming. Don't stop coming. Because the moment you sit there and say, I'm full. The moment you sit there and say I'm full, I guarantee you the day will come where you'll hire yourself out for food and for bread. And you don't want to do that. You just don't want to do that. And hunger has this way of uh, humbling us. Uh, or And we, we can humble ourselves or we cannot humble ourselves. And I suggest you just humble yourself and go, Lord, I'm hungry for you, Lord. I'm hungry for you, oh Lord, that you would fill me with everything that you have to offer me, Lord. I'm hungry for the more. You know, when you read, uh, sometimes folks, I think this is one of, our, one of our biggest problems is that we think people prayed once God answered. Don't realize people, the people that you see that have this great ministries, I could tell you this even in myself, in the, the encounters I've had with God, were preceded by sometimes months, even years of prayer before, boom, that thing which I was praying for, that I didn't know that that's what I was praying for. The first time that happened was before getting saved. I was looking for God for two years. I read the Bible two times all the way through, okay? Didn't realize it was Jesus until God opened my eyes two years through. And I tell people, the reason I believe God did that was God was like, this one's going to stick. I'm going to teach him hunger right from, from this get point so he never forgets it. And I'm grateful for that because I did learn hunger. Okay. And then 1993, in May of 93, uh, Pastor Zink went down to Lakeland. Rodney had prayed for him, told him he was coming back up. And I, I didn't get anything when Zink came up. I didn't feel a thing. I was like, God... I'm not going to have you come to this church and move amongst these people and not touch me. And I was so hungry. Me and Pastor Zink would walk by the, by the, uh, by each other because I was ushering. And, and I was one of the lead ushers. I'd walk by him and he'd just look at me and go, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And, and we would say that to each other every Sunday. It was good service. Everyone else was blessed. We're going, he'd look at me and go, I'm so hungry. And I go, I go, Pastor, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, if God does, he'd say to me, if God doesn't do something, I'm going to die. Everyone, no one, they didn't all know. For some reason, we had this connection that he would share that with me. And then there was Dan Duke, who um, I just, Dan just talks about still this hungry. I mean, it's 93. Um, Dan, we, we meet every couple of weeks, and Dan is so hungry. Bill Johnson, hungry. Randy Leshner, hungry. The people that I've been around are hungry. And, and, when you're not hungry, when you're just coasting, when you're, 
It's not about praying. I'm not praying necessarily so I can be powerful. I'm just hungry for more of God. I'm hungry for him to touch my life in such a way that that which needs to be shaken off as often, that which needs to be compacted and filled in even more is. You know, and I don't necessarily always know what that is, but I trust him in the mystery. And see, when I trust him in mystery, it opens me up for revelation. When 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 I have to have all the answers, see, you don't when you have I have the question. See, my job is not to have the answer, my job is to have the question or the hunger. That's my job. His job is to supply the answer. And sometimes I don't get what I want, but I always get what I need. And this has been a pattern through my life for 30 years now, you know, and God is so faithful. He's so faithful. And I, I just want you to really think about that. Make sure you're not full uh, or make sure you're not satisfied. But the tension is I'm full today, but I'm hungry for more. I'm going to, I'm going to eat and I, and I know when I'm done eating, I'm still going to want something in a couple hours. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Now I've learned in natural aspects to be careful about that because I would gain weight if I just ate every time. Right? Because I'm 55. I don't metabolize like I did when I was 25. And, um, but, but in the, in the spirit, I will be sitting there and I'll get hungry. I'll just grab my phone, open up the Bible or read a book or something just to satisfy that hunger, just to, 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 to pour something in to keep me going. Uh, you know, I used to, even before, um, you know, long before we had it on a phone, I used to have this really thin Bible. I think I gave it to my son, but it was a King James Bible. It was about this. It, it was just a little bit bigger. It was like a, the size of almost an iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max. And it was a full King James Bible. I used to be able to walk around with that thing. I would take it to the movie theater. And when I was waiting in line to go into the movie, I could pull out scripture and I could read something. I can't do it anymore because it's really small writing. Um, it doesn't work as easy for me now. But I mean, I'm talking about that. That's the kind of hunger you want to have. That's the kind of hunger you want to develop in your life. You want to always have a watering hole in Scripture. So that's today's podcast. I hope that's a blessing to you. Um, just some uh, wonderful things this last week. Uh, our son and now our daughter got married, um, Jordan and Samantha, on Friday, uh, February 5th. And man, I, I, told, I told the two of them, I said, I've been praying for this for 30 years. My son looked at me and he goes, Dad, I'm only 27. I said, son, we bought this house in 1993. Um, but when I got saved in 1989, I began to pray for our family. Didn't have a family yet. It was four years after that that we bought a house. And when we bought a house, we put Bibles under the bedrooms of the house. And we began to, um, I began to pray diligently even then for my son, but also for their spouses. And I want you to know that God answers prayer because Samantha is 
one of the most fantastic people. Uh, I love her like my own daughter. Uh, my family, she is like family. I mean, she is already, you know, we just welcomed her. She accepted us. We accepted her. She's, it's just, her family is wonderful. Her, she has, her mother has 11 sisters. So there's 12 girls. And I sat there and said, well, that's, that's a softball team with a couple, with a couple extra players. And uh, they are phenomenally fun. And the wedding was a celebration and uh, full of tears. I mean, we didn't make it through rehearsal, let alone the wedding, without bawling our eyes out. And uh, some of those pictures you'll see on social media uh, as we get them. And so um, just uh, just a wonderful time. I want you to know God answers prayer. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening this week. And uh, again, uh, you will see more and more um, things come out, more uh, rebranding. But thank you for listening to this uh, edition of Weekly Kingdom Outlook with Louis D. Sienna. And I love you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.